Bertha Charuma on SAFM. And moving right along, and this is the viewpoint, it's Bertha Charuma sitting in for Songezo. So this subject matter is very, very pivotal to South African youth. If you think you are South African youth, what is the age again? Uh, the age cap. The age cap. I think, is it 35? You are youth until you're 35? 45? I, I, I consider myself youth. But anyway, nonetheless, ANC Youth League uh, President uh, Colin uh, Malachi has called on the government to introduce a 4,500 monthly grant for unemployed graduates, saying that this will help them while they look for jobs. Malachi was speaking uh, as the ANC Youth League celebrated its 79th anniversary at Camel um, uh, River uh, B Stadium in Mpumalanga over the weekend. So the Youth League says that while we are still looking for solutions, 350 rand unemployment grant must be increased to 1,500 rand until issues of unemployment are resolved and unemployment graduates must be paid 4,500 a month. Is this feasible? Honestly and truly. Big question. Send us your voice notes, 0614104107, or you can give us a call on 086-000-2032. And uh, we are going to chat to our guests. Uh, we're talking to Muntuo uh, Tolo, Ngunle, I'm telling you my tongue today is in trouble. And Duma Ngubule, Ngubule. There goes my click, Ngubule. Uh, also online, gentlemen, please don't don't kill kill me for <laughs> my pronunciation. My tongue is so tough; it is very tough. But anyway, this is a very interesting conversation. That can South Africa afford four thousand five hundred for every unemployed graduate? Good evening and a warm welcome to um, the viewpoint, gentlemen. And um, thank you for the invite. To yeah. Is, is is this really feasible, though? 4,500. I mean, we don't have many taxpayers because I would like to believe that's where the money comes from. Duma? Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, I didn't know if you're asking me or the other guest. Yeah. So, um, Bertha, um, I've been a campaigner in South Africa for the past few years for a basic income grant. And what we are calling for is the Social Relief of Distress grant of 350 rand a month must be converted to a basic income grant. So the basic income grant, um, the way I modeled it in my work is that we, it should be at the three, must be phased in over three years. Um, I think it's about 663 up to 1,500 over three years. So um, I've done lots of presentations throughout South Africa over the past three years as to how this thing should be achieved. And the reason for it is that we've got record levels of unemployment, 42%, 11.9 people, million people who don't work. Half of our population is um, poor. One in five people um, do not have enough food. Um, and we are the most unequal country in the world. And you can go on about um, the, the desperate um, socioeconomic situation that most South Africans are, are living under. So um, the, the, just to be sure, the, the basic income grant that I'm that we've been calling for, it's one of a number of um, recommendations to get our economy going again. Because over the past 15 years, um, our GDP per capita has not grown. The forecast is for three more years of declining GDP per capita. By 2025, 
um, GDP per person will be lower than it was in um, 2007. So we can't continue like this. So for me, the basic income grant is an emergency operation to sort of kind of jumpstart this economy and get it growing again, um, because nothing we've done has got this economy growing again. And then other measures will be needed to cater for the long-term health of this economy. You know, the patient wants, our economy is in the ICU. We get it started and then an infusion of blood into the economy, I mean, into the economy, into the patient. And then once the patient is, you know, in a better situation, we can now get um, other measures to get this economy growing. And one of them that I also talk about is a job guarantee. Um, Currently in South Africa, we've got... um, We've got three public employment programs. We've got the presidential employment stimulus, which government wants to stop in March 2024. We've got the community works program, and we've also got the expanded public works program. These programs provide 1.8 million work opportunities um, for South Africans and 900,000 full-time equivalent jobs. So what I'm saying, let's amalgamate all these these three programs and let's create a, um, the capacity to grow this, um, this, um, this what you call it, this new institution that we must set up and to provide, to become an employer of last resort because the unemployment situation in South Africa is desperate. And everything, the government hasn't really got a plan to address unemployment. So um, what we're talking about is how do we get this economy growing again, creating jobs, yeah. I've also got, I think, Muntokolo um, is on, online, or he's on hold. Good evening. Welcome to The Viewpoint. Evening uh, to you and the listeners of SASM. Now, I'm posing the very same question. 4,500. Is this feasible to give it to, you know, graduates that are unemployed? The question, where do we get the money from? Look, um, the first call of the Euclid, you must understand, we were, were calling for this, having firstly engaged different questions. The first question we have engaged is that, is that let's industrialize the South African economy uh, in order to grow um, the, the, the economy and, 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 and create jobs. But in the meanwhile, because that's a medium, a medium to uh, short to medium term plan. Um, now, in the in the meantime, there are graduates are loitering in the streets here in South Africa, um, are not doing anything. And we're saying the state is having different programs uh, which it must uh, now introduce so that graduates are in the uh, national service programs. Uh, but these this this four thousand five hundred we're talking about will then help um, to just to give these graduates some form of income while they are doing um, uh, some things in terms of the, the work that they will be doing. But it's not just free money. It's, they, are, they are given money in order for them to, to be placed in different national service programs that uh, the state must create. And this is done not just in South Africa alone. And, um, and there is money. Uh, this argument that there is no money, uh, is not entirely true. We, are, we understand that um, there are many aspects that are concerning the South African economy, particularly the fiscal. And we have made several um, uh, um, uh, um, contributions into saying um, this is how we can grow the South African fiscal. I mean, there's about 100 billion 
of illicit financial outflow in this country. Um, and the, let's clamp down on those so that we can be able to protect our fiscal and have uh, uh, more more money in the in the fiscal to be able to to protect um, our graduates. We can't continue to be producing graduates that we cannot be able to place in the productive centers of the economy or in public spaces. Okay, so uh, gentlemen, I think you you can. You can feed in. My question is, whoever is ready to, to, to answer the question I'm about to pose. For, for us to be able, we look at the 350 rand, the grant. We are already struggling with giving 350 rand as a grant. How then is it possible to take out 4,500? We are struggling to collect tax money from taxpayers and it's not because the taxman is co is completely failing but also like you're saying high unemployment not only of the graduates of the very basis yeah the very foundation of this country you find that educated people that are in their 40s 30s and after covid a lot of people got unemployed a lot of companies closed should it then not be a situation where we go back to the drawing board and figure out, I like when you highlighted industrialization, because then we are creating something that's sustainable. But taking out money, when you are not making money, does that not then pose a huge problem? I don't know anyone who'd like to comment, Duma maybe, Mutuontolo maybe. <laughs> I don't know, Duma, you entering, may I enter on that, on that part? Okay, yes. So, Bertha, what I want to say is that the most important thing is that we have to get this economy growing again. So, what I, the problem why our country is not growing is that the two most important institutions... So, we had the NDP in 2012. It had targets for growth and jobs, 5.54% growth and 11 million jobs. But unfortunately, nobody is responsible for achieving those targets. So, what, we, so what I'm saying, let's flip that script. Let it be... Um, Let's have a growth target of 6% a year, which is what we need to, to, to solve this unemployment problem. And let it be the mandate of the Reserve Bank and National Treasury. These are the most important um, institutions in our country. And we must get our economy growing again. Once the economy is growing, the reason why the economy is not growing and um, is that the government has stopped spending on its people and its infrastructure. There was a time between 2003, 2008, when we were spending on the people and the infrastructure. If the government starts again spending on its infrastructure and its people, then we will see this economy growing again. So I think that the government's policies, national treasury, um, yeah, that this this permanent austerity, it's taking us nowhere as a country. And we have to change that script and we have to start investing in our country. And I agree that there's many ways creatively in which we can uh, um, we can start um, mobilizing the resources to get our country growing. Number one, the central bank at the end of the day is a organ of state. The central bank can finance economic development. That's number one. Number two, we've got a huge SA Inc public sector balance sheet. We've got assets of, according to my estimate, about 4 trillion rands. This is about, um, let me just give you one example before I pass on to my colleague there, is that during COVID, we ran down the surplus in the unemployment insurance fund. 60 billion rand was given to 
13 million people who were temporarily unemployed. No tax revenue. It was a surplus that was sitting there. And now after paying out that 60 billion rands, we still have 110 billion rands in that kitty. There are many ways innovatively that we can, as um, the other speaker was saying, that, um, that we can you know, innovate to create this, um, to industrialize our country, to get the economy growing again. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's start where maybe Duma is leaving the point. Um, that's why you say don't 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 quote the youth league only on the uh, 4,500 and 1,500 message that it is making for social relief uh, that is is providing. The youth league firstly said that uh, okay, you've made the point industrialization of the South African economy. He said let's include this particular point that the central bank should be responsible, you see, for full employment in this country. But the current instruments of the monetary policy in the central banks are instruments in the hands of what we call private shareholders. And this is, this is what we say is wrong as a weekly. And that's why we're calling for uh, the ANC government to nationalize the central bank so that it takes full control of the monetary policy instruments and be able now to use instruments like qualitative easing to inject capital in the economy and subsequently build these massive projects on infrastructure in order to be able to create the, the much needed jobs. I mean, this is what all other advanced countries of the world are doing. You know, you can you go to most all the most advanced countries of the world, including America itself, that prides itself as a as a free market economy or a free trade uh, that has got free trade, the central bank is in the hands of the state. You go to Russia, the central bank is in the hands of the state. Why would you keep your own central bank in private hands? And I'm making this point knowing that there are orthodox theories that are saying, no, you don't need to nationalize the, national, the, 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 the central bank because uh, there is a monetary policy committee. But that monetary policy committee operates in the interest, not of the people. It has proven in South Africa. That's why it is fixated on the uh, price stabilization alone. And there is no uh, process of wanting to be able to, to create the, the much needed jobs, which is uh, full employment in South Africa. That's a responsibility of a central bank in any, in any uh, government. Or in, yeah, in, in any, any functional, state. nicely functional government. Let's just hold... Exactly. Let's just hold the thought, gentlemen. Um, I've got I've got something that you you must ponder on because I need to take a break. I've got a reaction on our WhatsApp that says, uh, "This is shooting out of the hip. Two thousand five hundred internship will also be dumped for the stay-at-home salary. Who's to say people won't leave their low-paying jobs to get four thousand five hundred free money? Why not create jobs with the money you are talking about? You are once again creating dependency. You will have graduate." sitting at home in three years time this is not the solution this is a bandage on an arterial wound wow that's interesting let's hold the thought we'll be back Bertha Charuma on SAFM good evening thank you for a good show uh, we come to the radio with quasi facts the central bank as we call it um, the shareholders have absolutely zero let me say again none they have no say of a monetary policy, especially constructed that way. It's just people who want to hold a bit of shares and earn a little bit of set money, the money's decided in advance. 
So it's all these quasi facts. And we have very good inflation control. Argentina has something like 171% every month. And they can't do any trade because the shopkeepers don't want to open the shops. So we mustn't come with quasi-facts. It doesn't help the rest of the public that gets misinformed. This is from Jan. Thank you very much. This is quite interesting, gentlemen. Your take? Let me start with the first listener uh, who's making a mistake. We said link, we link our proposal with uh, a social savings. And we've even made a comprehensive contribution to say for those that um, do not have metric, for example, those that do not have metric and uh, you know, it's, it's uh, uh, unemployed youth that has no metrics. We attach them to some social service, like uh, uh, you know, working in the in the in the in, the, in clinics, you know, in schools, car guarding, road assistance, and they must be given something like uh, you know, 850 for doing that particular uh, social uh, social service work. We link it to jobs. We are not saying these, these people must get money seated at home. But we're saying this is a, a social relief distress grant. It's, 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 a, it's a process. So to those that are having admitted holders, they must be given 1.5. And we're saying uh, this must be linked to community service in environmental programs, crime protection, community safety, EPWP, and all of that. Now, those that are graduates, because these ones have, have, have got schemes, they must also be linked into some form of um, of work that is is going to be created uh, uh, in terms of their 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 own their, their skills. So we're not saying it's free money, but this is service that is needed uh, by, by by the public service. And I, I didn't hear well the, the the other speaker that is apparently speaking on a on a voice note. I'll give it to to Duma maybe or, or anyone else to take that. Absolutely, your Duma, your comment. Uh, which one? One central bank, yeah, yeah. Yes, Duma. Unfortunately, gentlemen, we've only got two minutes, so we need to nicely tighten. Oh, I see. Up. Okay, quickly. Yeah. Okay, quickly. So, so basically, we can't have a situation. We've got the highest unemployment rate in the world. Number two is Djibouti. We've got the second highest youth unemployment in the world. Number one is Djibouti. Now, we can't have a situation where the central bank and national treasury, central bank, only cares about inflation. The National Treasury only cares about debt. So who is responsible for creating jobs if those two can't do it? Those are the two most important institutions in the country. So I'm saying it's either we want to solve this unemployment crisis or we don't. If we want to solve it, unfortunately, the mandate of the central bank must include inflation and jobs, as happens in many countries. It is not something that is uh, unseen in many, the United States, New Zealand, many countries look at jobs and inflation. And as the country that has got the most um, unemployment in the world, in unemployment rate, we have we can't have that luxury of just looking at inflation. Yeah. Unfortunately, we have to leave it at this point because I still have voice notes that I'm going to squeeze in, gentlemen. But uh, thank you so much for making time. I think this has been a very, very good conversation. And, you know, I would like to have a conversation like this more often and for a longer period because, you know, the feedback from just the general public is so important where they can also say what they need to say and you can give back, you know, some feedback. But Thank you so much for joining us this evening and uh, have a pleasant evening.